Hey, it's Boom Power and Peanut Butter Cookies. You're listening to Tess. Um, it's raining here, which is pretty fucking awesome. Anyway, this interview is with the gorgeous, darling, amazing, inspiring, fucking cool chick called Cheryl, who is out in a little church in the middle of nowhere. Um, and I will describe the church in many occasions in this episode. Uh, and there is a bit of rambling. We had had a pims or two in the garden just before I recorded this. But anyway, here it is List for your listening enjoyment. I hope you absolutely love it. And if you could leave me a review or um, give me some feedback, I'd fucking super, super appreciate it because this is episode number three and um, still working out how to do this podcasting thing. Anyway, Cheryl from Albert and Grace on Insta. Have a listen. She has the most beautiful house and style and she's just a darling. Here you go. I'm here today talking with Cheryl, and I'm just going to put that plastic wrapper down before I end up spending the next 10 minutes playing with it. Cheryl has a beautiful Instagram called Albert and Grace and has an Etsy store that is coming to a close, unfortunately, for those of you out there that are interested in the beautiful things. So I'm sitting in this little old church in the middle of, well, I'm going to kindly say nowhere. That's the kindest way I can put it. The boondocks, the boonies, I call it. Yeah. <laughs> it is the boonies, the boondocks. Uh, but I grew up in the boondocks, so I'm pretty comfortable with that sort of environment. <laughs> um, it's this beautiful little church with arched windows and stained glass. And it is filled with the most gorgeous array of old, beautiful things, styled absolutely whimsically and beautifully. And my kids came here the other week. And I was like, don't touch anything. <laughs> Read them the riot act before we got in the car. And then we walked in the door and the littlest one said, um, mum, this is the most beautiful house I've ever seen. And the oldest one didn't hear that. And we got in the car as we left and she was like, mum, that was the most beautiful house in the world, wasn't it? And I said, yes. And my son said, yeah, it was really pretty, Mum. I didn't want to touch anything. Oh, bless them. <laughs> bless them. They're very sweet. Oh. So you've got three Especially fans of my children. Especially when it's filled with old stuff, you know. It is filled with old it stuff, but it's timeless old stuff, yeah. isn't it? You know, yeah. like the gold candlesticks, the porter and mess. Mortar and pestles. Thank you. Mortar and pestles, porter and messels. It's fine. There's old fishing nets, there's tumbleweeds hanging from the roof on an old piece. Like, it is just the most beautiful space. So, welcome, Cheryl. Thank you, Tess. Thank you for having me. My pleasure. <laughs> uh, thanks for letting me come and hang out in your beautiful house. You're welcome. Look admiringly at all the things. Anytime. Anytime. <laughs> so, we started this little chat, the Savo, off with a pims in the garden. And now we're on to coffee. Because I still have to drive home. Um, what do you love? Like, why old things? What is it that you love about all of uh, I think, um, I don't know, I mean, I guess from a young age I was always drawn to to old things and maybe, maybe it was because, you know, when we lived on the farm growing up, there was a lot of things we just had to make do with, you know, Dad wouldn't go and buy new stuff. He'd, he'd build things from, you know, things we found on the farm or things that he found clearance sales and things like that so I guess I've always been a bit nostalgic I think and so when I see something old I think who's held that or what's been 
you know, like those old mixing bowls. What's been cooked out of those mixing bowls or what, you know, the what stories, stories that, um, yeah, that are, that are ingrained in that, in that piece, the history. And I think because they are so unique as well, you can... You can't buy them at Ikea. You can't buy them at Ikea or Kmart. Not, you know, they, have, they have their place. Yeah, absolutely. And um, you can tie in things from Ikea absolutely. and Kmart and they look so much more special when they're surrounded yeah. by the beautiful old yeah. things. Yeah, yeah. I just, just love worn, worn and weathered things and imperfect things as well. I just... Yes, I can see that. There's a bunch of dried flowers sitting <laughs> on the next table over. But I'm pretty sure we're here two weeks they ago. They were here two weeks and ago here and dry. I got very lazy and tipped the water out and I didn't take um, Eliza's advice to hang them upside down. So now they've got this lovely droop about they're them. They're really pretty. But though. they are pretty, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, they do. Mm. They're really lovely. And they're next to two candlesticks, one with the wax still around the bottom of it and a bowl of, are those acorn shells? I don't know what they are. Very pretty, spiky little shells. And then next to it is a jar, a beautiful old earthenware jar with twigs in it. It's just, I don't know, it's lovely being surrounded by things and then in a beautiful space. So the walls in here are all white and so everything sort of looks so special Mm. against that white backdrop. Like it's almost gallery-like, but not. It is a little bit. Yeah, it is a little bit. No, but not. Like, it's homely, yeah. but there's that beautiful <clears throat> element of calm and peace that you see in yeah. the gallery Yeah. of things left as they are beautifully without getting overcrowded by other yeah. bits and pieces. And I think all the little bits and pieces I pick up, like the sticks or the tumbleweed or the, the bird's nest, things like that, um, things that often get overlooked outside, you know, you bring them in and put them against that white backdrop and... They're just sculptures. Yeah. You know, they just take on a, a different look altogether. An energy. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah, that tumbleweed's yeah. divine. I couldn't stop looking at it. So I met Cheryl two weeks ago. I came to an Airbnb masterclass with Sarah Andrews. And it was these amazing women in this beautiful space teaching us about how to run an Airbnb and how to style flowers and how to take beautiful photos and it was just two days. I had spent the months before that renovating, homeschooling the kids, generally flogging myself, which is all good. But I got to have those two days of just no outside Deep pressure <laughs> and learning out. and breathing out yeah. and then to engage with all these people that just mm. lit me it up. It was good energy, wasn't it? It was a beautiful yeah. energy. Yeah, and you guys, the three of you together, I think, really made it. So it was Eliza from Primula Floral Styling and Sarah from Captain's Rest and yourself from Albert and Grace. And it was this, even the three of you, back and forth, in between, and then the beautiful lunches outside under the tree. It was really a special moment. Sure was. It was. Mm. Um, So when we were here the other week, you told me a really cool story, and I'm spiddling again, which is what that noise is, Um, a really cool story about your dad giving you a gift. Oh, yeah, yes, a sander. A sander. Which I still have. Still going. How old were you when he gave you the sander? Twelve. That's just the most beautiful thing. Yeah, twelve. And so what did you do with the sander? What did you make? Um, I bought a little old silky oak dressing table from a clearance sale. Um, Sorry, I'm just going to interrupt for a yes. moment. For those of you listening who are like, what is a clearance sale? Us country folk can tell you all <laughs> about them. My father ran many a clearing sale in my youth. 
So a clearing sale is when, it's often when the person is selling the property, they will literally sell all of the goods and chattel in a sale yeah. before the sale goes through or after the sale happens. And That's so it right. will be everything from household goods, and I saw a velvet sofa sell one time and a patterned English Laura Ashley couch that had come out with someone from England. Yeah, it was incredible. That one in particular wow. was a clearance sale out near Warrior and the property had been in the family for 100 years. They sold off all of the furniture. They sold off everything out of the sheds. It was just a yeah. treasure trove yeah. of really cool stuff. So when Cheryl talks about a clearing sale... That's what it is. It's a treasure trove of goodies, though mm. sometimes you go there and it is just literally all junk. Yeah, a big old pile of we, why the fuck are you selling even, this? Even if it, even if it was, Dad would never fail to bring home something. Yeah, like uh, yeah. M- poor Mum, she would see us go, you know, in the truck, and she'd be just waiting for the moment we drove in, thinking, "Oh my God!" I remember once he brought home um, a, a massive pallet full of ski boots. Like, like it gets cold in Taraga where we grew up, but it doesn't it's really... It's a bit cold. It, well, it, it does get probably cold enough, but, you know, and it does snow on occasions, but not enough snow to ski. Mum said, oh, my God, Jack, why have you, why have you brought all those ski boots? Anyway, so just things like that. So why did you like bring that. the ski boots? I think because they were cheap. Yeah. And he thought someone would use them. Yeah. So, but most things he would bring home, you know, he would use. And he had... So at the back paddock, he'd have wire and then all the iron and then all the timber and then, you know, he, he, never, he never had to employ anyone to build a new shed or to build a fence or to build whatever. He had all the stuff there and he would use it and build it. And, you know, he, I think he just loved the, loved the, uh, the joy of the clearance sales too. But we used to just go along and that's where I, I just rummage in little boxes or get him to bid on things for me and... I loved it. It's yeah. Fun. Mm. I, yeah, I actually did love clearing sales too, mostly because the CWA ladies would give us free scones. Definitely the CWA, yes. <laughs> and because Dad... Those mock chicken sandwiches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the spam and mustard. Yes. Um, so my dad is an auctioneer, so he would run the sale. Yeah. But we all had to help, so there was jobs that we would we be expected to do. Yeah. To do. And it could take two days of laying stuff out in the paddocks beforehand. And often they would do it, but if they were older, Dad would go and we'd help, yeah. you know, lay all the goods and yeah. things out. And some clearing sales were just like we would just have the best time because we were not allowed white bread growing up. Mm. My mum was really into health food. Yeah. We weren't allowed dairy and we weren't allowed sugar. So we'd get a whole can of drink to ourselves and just think that was the best thing ever. <laughs> totally. And Dad didn't, you know, didn't have to pay us. We were just stoked oh, to be there and get so the free good. can of drink and yeah. maybe jam, you know, jam yeah. and cream scones from the CWA ladies. And so these things in the country, to explain a clearing sale even a bit more, is they become a meeting place and a gathering. They do. And Oftentimes in the country, you can go for a couple of months where there's no real celebrations. Yes. Yeah, that's because true. everybody's just getting on with it, or it's harvest time, or it's yeah. carving time, or there's work to be done a lot of the time. Yeah. So any excuse for a gathering, and people will just flock to it. They, they do. And there's always that, that banter, isn't there, between yeah. the, the auctioneer and the, and the buyers. And the, yeah. It's just very jovial and fun. And, yeah. And I do take after my dad in a bit that I like to take the piss. So you can imagine a person much older than me taking the mickey out of everybody, knew everybody's names, would get up there and just have a 
fat old time. Yeah, basically. no, good fun. Yeah, they're beautiful. Um, I actually, I can't remember the last time I went to a clearing sale. Dad had one at his place actually when he bought it, which is unusual. So he bought the place and there was a lot of stuff on there that he bought as part and parcel yeah. that he was like, I have no use for. And some of it he's like, it's just rubbish, but it'll be somebody else's yeah. treasure. And so he just got rid of, I think he made I don't know, 60K or something. Wow. Out of just selling all the... Stuff that was there. The old stuff mm. that was there, yeah. Old bits of machinery and, you know, anyway. Um, do you... So you style this house for yourself. When did you guys yes. move in here? Um, As we... featured in Country Style magazine. <laughs> um, I think it was eight... No, it'd be coming up nine years ago. Yeah, okay. And you have two boys. Two boys. So how old were they when you moved in here? Uh, they were both in... Um, oh, gosh, now I've got to think. I was just thinking they were in high school, but no, I think they were in primary school. Maybe just before um, high school. So Henry, did I say nine years? So, yeah, he would have been at high school. Ollie yeah. would have been in primary school. So, yeah, yeah say, say grade eight and grade six. six. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And they were happy yeah. moving here? Yeah, like I think it? so. Yeah. We we kind of didn't run it past them. We we did. I think some things are just like that with kids, though. Some things you run past them and some things you're like, this is we how it's going to Yeah, so we kind of just decided and then and thought this will be this will be an adventure and it will be really cool. And we um, we told them about it and then they hadn't seen it. And so when we got the keys... We got fish and chips and drove out here and sat on this floor. You know, this was just all empty. And they just lay there thinking, wow, this is, this is pretty cool. But they did, they did love living here. Um, it was a little bit hard with working and schooling in Ipswich. Um, Which is how many minutes drive? It's only you? 30 minutes. Yeah. But That's a long though, drive to do every day, though. Yeah, but I didn't bother me because I was used to that as a kid you know we yeah. schooled 45 minutes away and and for work but um and this and this drive was really good because I get to talk to them they're in the car and for teenage boys yeah, you yeah, know yeah. it's a, it's it was a really um good time of the day just to kind of just chat and unwind because once we got home you know they just disappear but, um, I do, I do <clears> agree though. I think that time in this, like we haven't done school this year, but certainly last year it was a fifteen-minute drive, and yeah. that was when you get what had actually happened. And I do remember mm. growing up, my mum used to do it with us, mm. and she'd ask us how the day was, and if we said good, she would reply, "Well, that's not a feeling." Yeah, yeah. What was the feelings yeah. of today? What, what actually was, happened? What good was the is best not part about your happened. day. Yeah. yeah. Or what was the funniest part of your day today, or whatever? Mm. But. Um, yeah, no, it was. It just became difficult when they were, you know, had soccer training or debating or you know all those extracurricular things when it wasn't worth driving all the way home and then going back for. So yeah. I'd be filling in hours in town and visiting my sister, which was great. But um, <clears throat> yeah, it was just a little bit tricky. And then when Mitch um, got work in Brisbane, the commute was getting too much for him. Yeah. And that's when we um, decided to move back in Ipswich for the time being. So that's what we're doing at the moment. Yeah. Mm. Do you think you will turn this house into something else going forward? 
Airbnb. Airbnb. <laughs> oh, well, workshop space. Workshop, yeah, for that it did. Run. Yeah, um, that was the second workshop I've had here. Small, just a small workshop, and because um, I don't think it would suit anything bigger than ten. Do you? I think that was uh, yeah, pretty I'd, good size. Twelve, maybe. Yeah, max. Yeah. yeah, I think it would be tricky with twenty people. Yeah, certainly. Yeah. And it was beautiful with 10. I think yeah. you could push it out to 12 if you had to. Mm. But, yeah, I mean, workshops are nice that size anyway. Yeah, I Everybody think so. feels heard. Yeah. Everyone yeah. gets one-on-one time with whoever's facilitating. Mm. Mm. Yeah, so... That's been my experience anyway. So, yeah, I, that's um, it's been on my mind for a little while what, you know, to, to actually utilise them. I and I love getting out here every moment, I, every chance I get. <clears throat> but um, it would be nice to, to share it and... So, yeah, for workshops or Airbnb or both. And to just tell you a little bit about the space, so there's this one room with a four-poster bed and is it asparagus fur wrapped yeah. around the top? Like it's just like something out of – it's out of a Pride and Prejudice <laughs> novel, my cousin said this morning when we got here. And I – well, it was this afternoon actually. The pins is kicking in. Um, but I totally agree. It was that whimsy, <coughs> old <coughs> – special so there's two rooms like that downstairs that you've already yeah. styled and then there's a couple of rooms two rooms upstairs ah uh, there's three three <clears throat> yeah, yeah three upstairs that i haven't got to yet yeah yeah um would you put in an outdoor bath i love outdoor baths you know that hasn't crossed my mind but that's probably not a bad idea uh, everyone that has especially an just bath out the back follow for me i'm like really outdoor bath love it yeah, I just, just think out the back there on so that little. Fish. Yeah, they are. Mm. Yeah, maybe. I'd love to put a little bathroom upstairs, actually. Yeah. Okay. Um, so then it would just be two rooms upstairs and yeah, a bathroom. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <clears throat> but that's that's not a huge priority. Yeah. Because I don't really need that. Um, yeah, and Reno's not always the most enjoyable of processes. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. No. Take the time you think they're gonna take. No. Um, do you ever send people a brief of a like? Do you, people ever say, "I really want this particular special thing. Can you find it for me?" Sometimes. Brief, yeah. yeah, sometimes. Or they'll see something I've sold and they'll say, "Ah, oh, if you ever see another one, can you let me know?" Okay. It's probably more that. What's the most interesting <clears throat> thing you've ever sold on Etsy that you were surprised by? Oh my gosh! Can you tell your famous story? Oh yes. That's uh, a pretty cool story. Yeah, it is a pretty cool story. It was a blanket uh, from the seventies, probably, because it was orange. It was and, when and they were popular, definitely. Yeah. We had a bright fluoro green one. Yeah, green and yellow. Yeah, super pretty. <laughs> so um, that was in. In the early stages of, of my Etsy shop, I didn't have a lot of stock yeah. then, and it was this beautiful old blanket. And I received a message from a lady from Universal Studios wanting to purchase it, but it needed to get to America pronto within two days <clears throat> for filming of the Fault in Our Stars, which I got there. But uh, yeah, so it was, it was the picnic seen... blanket. Yeah. Mm. If you've ever seen the poster for The Fault in Our Stars, 
It's a beautiful poster of two people lying on a picnic blanket under some trees, and that mm. is the picnic blanket that Cheryl supplied. Yeah. Prop supplier extraordinaire. That's pretty, <laughs> it's a pretty cool story. Did you find it tricky? So you've got the two boys. Mm. Did you find it tricky having something outside of mothering when you had them? So, like, no. when I had the three kids, I sort of – it was probably this year someone was like, oh, well, what do you want? Yeah. I was like, hmm, fucked fun And I'd done stuff last year and the year before, but I still got to that point, and I think it was probably the Renault didn't help because then I got lost in that yeah. plus the kids. Yeah. And your own things get so far down on the list that they do. you kind of lose a little bit of yeah. what you like. Yeah, you Did do, you find definitely, that? definitely. Yeah. Um, and it's not that you don't love your kids, like, obviously – and it's not that there's not parts that you enjoy and don't enjoy about yeah. parenting, but it's just that loss of sense yeah. of who bit am of I. Who you are, yeah, you're a bit of your identity. Yeah, and I think because it changes so it much from <coughs> pre-kids, you can do whatever the fuck you want. Yeah. And then post-kids, yeah. not mm. so much. Yeah, yeah. You can still do stuff, they, for sure, but I it suppose just they were a bit older. They, they would have been both in high school. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I started and it was just a hobby it was just I just thought you know I wasn't on social media I just I just thought I'll just create this little thing I'll just see how it goes and you know there wasn't any outlay and um you just selling things you bought for yourself well there were things that I um no they were things I had sourced to sell yeah but because I love I love that side of it, and I thought maybe I could just turn this into a little, little business or a little, you know, little hobby thing. So I started out with twenty items with twenty very shitty photos. I cringe when I see Which those photos. Which there is not a single shitty photo no, on your Instagram, is there? But the, oh no, Tess, the these photos are awful, terrible. But anyway, you learn as you go, hey. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, and I remember getting my first sale the yeah, first little thing and it was it was really good and um so that was about four years ago I started that shop and it grew and grew and grew um <clears throat> and then I just discovered the Instagram world as well and I've met so many amazing people through both the shop and through Instagram and, you know, people that have regularly bought stuff from me. I've never met, but I feel like I know them and they're my friends. Um, it's It's been so good for me yeah. to have that creative outlet and it made me realise how much I'd missed it as a mum. You just don't get that time. No. Really. But it's so important, I think, to make time yeah, to, to, to do it. Something. It doesn't Anything. have to no. be important. It doesn't no. have to be financially viable. It no. can just be for your own joy. Yeah. Even if you're taking beautiful photos of your kids, mm. you know, that's it's just that being creative. I think it's good for your mental health. Oh, yeah, and I actually think it's good for everybody. Yeah. And anyone, and I've had this, I've wrote a post about this a long time ago, but anyone who says that and not creative has just had it beaten out of them yeah. at some point. Yeah. Because, you know, every little kid, you meet yeah. any little kid, they know how to draw. Absolutely. They might not be good at it. Yeah. They know how to draw. Yeah. They can paint. Like even my son, he's he gets really over it really quick, but I think he just doesn't not like sitting still. Yeah. 
and he has two sisters that he thinks are better than him, so that's not something that he super loves. But you can already see him sort of losing. But he finds mm. it in other ways too, you know. And I just generally think it's you, getting... Yeah, it's just finding the thing you love doing. Yeah, I agree. Um, and he actually, interestingly enough, he's only five, he really loves cooking. I'm like, yeah. if you have one creative thing, and I do think cooking is creative, yeah. I'm happy. I loved cooking as a kid. Um, cooking and changing my room around. Yeah, okay. But I, so that styling thing was always there. Oh, uh, always. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I changed my room the entirety of my childhood oh, without really? someone making me. <laughs> I used to change it every couple of months. I used to drive my sister crazy. So you shared a room with her? Yes, we shared a room. And um, I had moved it around. There, was, there wasn't any other way to... to, to configure this room except have the dressing table under the window and it was one of those 1960s dressing table with the huge round mirror so I put it there and I thought oh damn that's cutting out too much light so I went out to the shed got the saw came back in cut the mirror off and then I was looking at it thinking oh shit I could have screwed that off (laughs) so I totally stuffed the dressing table but anyway (laughs) <laughs> it worked. We had the, we so had the room that way. what did you do with way. the mirror? Oh, I think it just went in one of Dad's sheds. Yeah. Probably. Put it up against the wall or something. something like that. But, yeah, I used to change. Good lesson. Yeah, change it around all the time. screw it off first. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, major stuff up. But anyway. So, yeah, if it was, So yeah. what would you change around? Would you move the furniture around or would you move the things in the room? Like what was on the wall, the curtains? Yeah, the... the the um the posters and the furniture yeah, yeah. um <clears throat> and I would I'd sometimes you know bring other things into the room from the lounge room you know I'd steal little tables and things and bring them in yeah I was a bit I was a bit weird like that because I, I was only young I was probably only ten ten or eleven pretty young to be into it it's obviously something that you've loved for a long time I have yeah um. I used to take sick days to be at home to just clean clean the house or tidy things, uh, you know, just change things around a little bit. Just, um, I know I just feel better. When, I don't know, it's a bit what, weird. Maybe it's no city. No, no, <laughs> I no, know. I don't think it is. Do you, what's, do you mind if I ask what star sign you are? Gemini. Yeah, okay. I've got a Virgo sister and she's like that. She will, like, bring flowers in, move all the furniture around. Yeah. Yeah. clean everything and she's like it just feels better yeah and my house drives are crazy it's the cleanest it's ever been at the moment because we're selling it but usually there's just shit everywhere <laughs> and i'm not overly bothered because i don't want to spend my life cleaning and moving the furniture around mm. only because those things don't bring me any joy i just feel like a slave to the house which yeah it drives me crazy yeah but she would come around when she lived in noosa and rearrange my furniture and clean my house because she's like, it just makes me feel better. I don't when like she visits. walking in here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's five minutes away, oh, but she would come over and tidy and move funny. the stuff around. Oh, gosh. The things we do for yeah. our sisters, letting yeah. them clean our houses. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> would you consider yourself <clears throat> confident within the styling world? Like within the, the choices that you make? As far yeah. as putting things together? Yeah, yeah. 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 That's not to say I don't I don't always get it right because, you know, I'll put things a certain way and then something will bug me about it and 
I'll just change it. You know, it ta- sometimes things just take a little bit of time. To see how they're supposed to sit. A bit of tweaking, yeah. 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 So back on video, I hate hearing my own voice. Mm-hmm. I, and I don't think I'm alone in that. I think there's a lot of people that... Yeah, no, I love how mine sounds super awkward. <laughs> I don't mind. That was my most sarcastic face I could pull. No, I just, you know, like it's something I know I'm reasonably good at. Yep. But for some reason in that medium I start to doubt myself. So then I was like, I wonder if it's a skill, if you can have a skill, which you clearly do. I'm looking around and I'm amazed at how beautiful it is. Sorry, never mind the truck driving past. Um, and so I wonder if it's just, is it a women thing where we sometimes doubt ourselves or is it a me thing? And so I like to ask that question in terms of other people. Are you confident mm. within your own skill set within that realm? And yeah. do does that confidence carry over for you or no. does it give it confidence in other areas? Uh, I think it probably... <clears throat> yeah, that's a good question. I think... I think it, if you do become confident in an area, um, I think as, as, as you become confident in one thing, that generally will spill into other things that mm. you may not be confident in, but the more you do it, the, the easier it gets. Yeah, yeah, and I think there's an element of, fuck it, let's try it at the start, yeah. and yeah. then you get more comfortable. Yeah. The, the thing, I have this theory, and I'm curious if it applies for anybody else, but I... No, if I'm feeling un- in- unconfident, is that a word? Inconfident, disconfident, whatever. Not confident. <laughs> That's definitely a phrase I can use. Um, with something, if I go back, and I call it like a touchstone, but I don't know if that's probably the right use of that yeah. word, but something that I've done in the past, mm-hmm. and for me for a long time it was birth. Like I gave birth like a fucking rock star, actually, just quietly. If you want any birthing tips, but not really because <laughs> mine don't seem to carry over. But I gave birth like beautifully well to the point where I had people saying well how did you do it like that and midwives even going like I've never seen anything like that yeah so that was for ages such an empowering feeling isn't it feel like you could conquer the world absolutely yeah and especially my last because she was five kilos yeah and her head is massive still darling heart Molly I love you if you ever listen to this but you have a very big head anyway (laughs) and so it was a really quick birth and it was, I would say, and I don't think it's that I have a high pain tolerance, it's that I would not frame birth in pain, in reference to pain, because I don't think it needs to be painful. And that was like my thought. Yeah. Uh, it is, sorry, I've turned this right about to me. Anyway. No, no. What's been your okay. biggest learning curve? Oh, goodness. <clears throat> That's a good question, Tess. Um... In life or in... Styling life, both. In styling life. Um, probably... Probably just... Um, be, true, be true to yourself and... There's not... You know, don't try and... Don't try and fit into a mould or, or... Or a trend. No, just... Um, Follow the things you love. Yeah, yeah, and um, yeah, I'd say that would be, and and follow your own path, too, not to, um, you don't have to do it like everyone else is doing it. If if something doesn't fit right, you know, when we're talking about 
you know, the Instagram followers. You know, when Sarah was here the other day talking about that. Um, And it's never felt right to me just to... I'm not in it for followers, you know, and and that's... And so I've turned down a lot of stuff because that's not me. Yeah. And it kind of feels... You know, I just feel better about that. You know, you just... You realise what's important to you and you stick with that. Mm. Um, Yeah, people have contacted me about, you know, sharing sharing stuff on my Insta for, you know, free stuff or doing collaborations and all that sort of stuff. And and I'll definitely share things that I love and and that I believe in or... But I'm... Speak to you. It's not about... It's not about the following thing for me. Well, I think that comes back to authenticity, doesn't it? Yeah. If you've got within yourself, these yeah. are the things that fit with me and these are the things that don't. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's true. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I that's guess... That's an interesting that's, life lesson to put back too. Follow your own path. Yeah, I guess. Um, and you don't I guess it's that self-belief. Yeah. I went to a Catholic all-girls boarding school. I wasn't a boarder. I was a day girl. I was a boarder, just to clarify. <laughs> no, you were one of them. No. Yeah, I was one of the bitches. Oh. I was. Still am. Okay. But it, there, was, there was always such competition and, oh, my God, you just, you know, you had to wear certain things to fit in, to be one of the cool girls or... I just hated it. That made high school for me just... Intolerable, and um, intolerable. Mm, mm. I couldn't wait to get out of there because um, I couldn't. I didn't want to, but you know, you, you kind of want to fit in. But and I used to think, why if if yeah, maybe I'm not wearing the the latest trend or whatever. I'm still a good person, mm. and if people are going to judge me on what I wear or how my hair is, or you know. I don't want to know them kind of thing. But, um, yeah, I found it really difficult. But I suppose as you get older, you just, it just becomes less important. You know, I like, I like real authentic people. Um, that's important to me. I don't like fake people. Hmm. Yeah. It's just easier that way. Well, you know what you're getting then. You don't have to second guess yourself. No. No. And I often worry I'm too much. I know, that's stupid, but... You, I must admit, when I first met you, Tess, the other week, I thought, whoa. But quickly I realised that you're the real deal. Yeah, but I know that I come across as <laughs> slightly OTT. Maybe a little bit. Um, but I do find... It's a really quick indicator of who I'm going to stay mates with. Oh, okay. Because when – and I do I do have – So do you do it on – is that – No, a, it's no. not on purpose, but when I'm nervous, I have this entertainer mode yeah. that clicks in. Yeah, And it, I'm nervous when there's new people. Yeah. Um, and so I just, you know, I'll just start joking. And I'm like that anyway, but I certainly don't swear as much. <laughs> the entertainer swears a lot more than I do. <laughs> 
<laughs> but I do, I do swear when I'm nervous, so it's always a good indicator of anything I'm doing, how much I'm swearing. Yeah, okay. Because I'll just start saying, the yeah. F-bomb will just be every second word, yeah. I'm like, fucking break, love, like, seriously. <laughs> but when it's a group like that, the other part of me that will step up is, if the conversation is slowing down, I'll tell a story. Yeah. If... I see someone sitting by themselves, I'll sit with them. Yeah. If there's a job to do, I'll do it. Yeah. And that is, I think, being one of seven. That's the yeah. only, I have no idea where else it comes from, but certainly when we yeah. all get together, we all turn into yeah. who can tell the biggest story, yeah. who can get the most laughs, yeah. whatever. Well, you were at the masterclass. You were looking after me the whole time. You know, it was just full on. You, you'd paid, to, you know, good money to be here. You were, you were enjoying this course and... And, you know, I hear you, are you right? Do you want a cup of coffee? Do you want a drink of water? And you were just right there. Thanks, Tess. I'd love one or whatever. just thought, she's got my back here. Well, I think, and look, this is something I think I've picked up from being the behind the scenes for a lot of workshops is there's always someone that's going to need, like that's doing more than everybody else, which is usually someone running it or whatever. Yeah. Fuck, it takes two seconds to make a cup of tea, especially yeah. if I'm already making one. Yeah. Like a male, you know, yeah. and I don't know if that's a country thing, but I do know I sometimes... I think it is a country thing, making, offering cups of tea. Cups of tea. Totally. Yeah. But I do find some people, especially if they grew up in the city, are a little bit like, why is she hugging me and why does she keep <laughs> wanting to do things for me? <laughs> I say that knowing some of my really good friends are from the city and I know oh, that it took God. them aback. Yeah. They're like... But you hugged me. And yeah. I'm like, but I hugged everybody. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> and the other, the other thing, when you know someone's from the country, is when you, you're saying goodbye to them. You know, I think city folk, goodbye, see you next week, kiss on the cheek, out they go. Country people. It, I say my it hug, seven times. They, it takes like half an hour to say goodbye. <laughs> and my husband, it irritates the crap out of him. <laughs> he said he calls it the one hundred step goodbye. <laughs> and he'll say, "We are. Are we going now? Are you sure? <laughs> yes, Mitch. I'm ready. You know. And we get halfway down the hall, and another conversation starts. <laughs> he gets so frustrated, but well, it's my... it's funny. And he he thought it was just our family thing, but it. It's totally not. No, when I was, it's a country. When I was down in my hometown just on the weekend, um, we were saying goodbye to lots of people and it was exactly the same thing. And then I thought, no, it is a country thing. It's not just, <laughs> it's a, country it's not just thing. No, it's a country thing. I, my, so last night I was at a mate's house and we had dinner and a glass of wine. And I had the kids with me. And so I said, all right, it's time to go. Now, I probably said that. 15 times before we walked out the door. Anyway, we got <laughs> in the car and the kids immediately took the piss. They're like, we love when we go to Sonny's house. And I said, oh, yeah. And they're like, yeah, because you just keep saying, yeah, we're going to go. But then you don't even get up off the couch. You just keep talking. <laughs> ah, get used to it, kids. That's going to be happening your whole yep, life. Yeah, <laughs> it is. Oh, gosh. I don't know what it is about that. But <clears throat> I think, well, I think certainly for us growing up, there was always a lot of visitors. Yeah. But some of them you wouldn't see for a really long yeah, time. Yeah, that's true. And a lot of country folk aren't super social, actually. No. So when they do see people, yep. it is a leaving process. Like there'll be one last cup of tea yeah. and one last chat and one last yeah. hug and then another hug and then three more hugs and then you walk out the door. Yeah, yeah. It's funny though, isn't it? Yeah. It, it, it is. It is. 
There are weird little ticks that we pick up without even knowing about it. What would you like to do more of? And I've only got two more questions, so don't worry. Okay. Um, this won't be the 100th step for this particular moment. You could draw it out. I think I'd like to do more styling for other people. That's where I. That's where my passion is. I think. Um, yeah, I mean, I love, love my current job, but um, I think uh, I'd yeah like to expand a bit there. Yeah, and, and I think do that's... do more of that, and helping people, you know, find stuff for their homes that they're they're Special. after. Even though, because my plan is to close the the Etsy shop um but you know still source things for for people for your clients yeah yeah still make that part of the and you do have such a knack of finding the different and the pretty and the unique you do like your whole house is full of it I'm looking around and there's like a little bunch of flowers under an old glass jar which is upside down which my mum had something like that when it's I was growing up that had a, a dome. Mother Mary. Oh, yes, yep. What are they called, those? It's a, just a dome, a glass dome. But they used to do, um, sometimes you'd find them with little flower, floral arrangements ah, okay. in them. Or, um, oh, what are the other things I've We I'd had said? one of the Statue of Mary in it. Oh, butterflies, that would be pretty. Yeah, Statue of Mary. Mm. Oh, good Catholics. There's some over there, Tess. Did you see <laughs> that? Yeah, that's the one mum ended up with. Yeah, so that was my cousin chiming in with our grandmother had one. Yes, that my mum ended up with. Um, my last question is, if yes. there was a song we faded out to for this, what would be a song that would fade out for your a interview? A song? That's oh. one you really need a prep question God, for. You're Tess. like, Jesus, Tess. <laughs> oh, my it lordy lord. Is there anything you like listening to? I like lots of music. Um, what did you have <clears> playing <throat> when we walked in? That was Lewis, Lewis Baker. He's a New Zealand, um, ja- well, he's kind of, he is a jazz singer, but he's very, kind of, blue- yeah, I like listening to him. Um, I love Fleetwood Mac. I listen to a lot of their stuff. Um, this is a very Fleetwood Mac house, actually. Yeah. It feels like a good song to roll on out to. Yeah, it is. Um, Anyone in particular that you love? The song. Fleetwood Mac. Um, what's the one where she sings about um, lying in the room, paper, paper flowers everywhere, something like that? I can't think of it. It's okay. Can I get back to you, Tess? Yes, you can. I'm a bit brain dead. Uh, well, I've just asked you 45 questions, so yeah. <laughs> so that was chatting with Cheryl. We've just had the loveliest afternoon and you got to listen to it, so lucky you. Um, and my voice um, <clears throat> survived. Your voice survived. She doesn't actually smoke, Cheryl. She's just sick and she still decided to talk to me. The song is? Gypsy. Gypsy, that's it. By Fleetwood Mac. Well so done. So that's the song we're going to fade out to in a minute. And once again, no call to action because, you know, subscribe if you want to. If you don't want to, that's okay too. My rambling is not for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Thank that's you, all. Tess. Thanks, Cheryl. Thank you. Bye.